0: Afternoon
1: rant. Okay, so I am joined by Ben Noble, who uh, happens to be my cousin and also works in Bitcoin. But I'm going to be honest with you, Ben. I don't know what the hell you do. I... Have been thinking to myself <laughs> since you hit me up about doing this podcast, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm going to introduce him and, like, you know, say what he does." And he, it, there's, it's nowhere to be found on Facebook, so I was like, "I can't even right. give you your title."
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose uh, it's it's been a struggle for me to define what it is I do for the past few years. Let me let me start by saying I I, I own the multiplied marketing communications firm that represents a a good chunk of blockchain projects, but we also have started our own project um, called Teller Finance, and it's working to redefine how people get access to loans. And these are the things that I'm talking about where you would see value, but you don't necessarily have to understand how it's getting there. The, The reality is there's a lot of middlemen in finance that are strictly there to, to as a, a system of checks and balances. And we found that by using this blockchain technology, we're able to offer people loans at a better rate for both the lender and the borrower, which like, is a, wow. an Adoy concept when you think about it. It's like, do you want to make more money? You go to one party, do you want to make more money? You go to the other party, do you want to make more money? If the answer is all yes, then this is a really awesome application and we're about to launch that uh in a few months i think but uh you know these are the systems that are are really driving attention like mark cuban i said you know investing in in these lending type applications because these are not processes we're all happy with i'm sure all of us think that the dmv could do a better job at at you know delivering licenses right we lending is not a perfect system you know government systems are not perfect systems and i think blockchain is going to make a lot of that easier i represent the top projects in the cryptocurrency and blockchain world and i am the person who connects them with the media when they have interesting stories to tell. I think what's really interesting is, is these aren't necessarily companies, they're just kind of like factions of individuals that have pulled resources together to build something and it's unlike any other field. I
1: guess. It's it's really hard to define, honestly. And it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I'm going into this right now, full disclaimer, an idiot. <laughs> I was <laughs> I'm comfortable talking about like WandaVision. And Kim and Kanye just broke up. I just
0: watched WandaVision. Shut up!
1: Shut up! I have not. (laughs) Shut your (laughs) face! I don't want to hear it. I'm just here for spoilers. (laughs) Everybody and their mom is posting spoilers right now, and I'm like, listen, y'all. Some of us gotta work here. (laughs) My
0: roommate decided to watch uh, WandaVision at 6 in the morning. Yep which is a reasonable time to watch WandaVision. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and so I didn't wake up until much later. And then by noon, when it was time for us to grab lunch, he was like, I want to watch it again.
1: Wow, so
0: that's the level of psychotics uh, that I've got to deal with.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'm on the same level right now with it. like I, I can't wait, but I, I'm like dodging spoilers like a minefield right now on Facebook. Everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I feel like I already get a sense of what's gonna happen, but I don't care. Either way, that's not the point. What I'm saying is, that's, like, my comfort level, and I let you know off the bat before you even came on, I was like, just so you know, uh, it's like, Michael Scott, explain this to me like I'm five, because, <laughs> and you're like, I want to talk about Bitcoin, and I don't even know if I'm saying this right, Doge, Doge,
0: Coin? Doge, yeah, Doge. Like, Doge? Uh, so, the, the meme, uh, the yeah. little Shiba Inu meme, wow, much coin, very <laughs> exciting.
1: And it's literally called that. It's literally called Dogecoin. It's called Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: uh, 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 this isn't real. Mine, uh, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackson Palmer, the, the guy who actually—he was one of the co-founders who, who built the thing. Um, actually, doesn't even hold any anymore, which is is funny. Um, and he created it kind of more as a thought experiment, and it's just—it shows you that like there is a collective consciousness here driving these cryptocurrencies. And that even if somebody started it, they can leave and then somebody else will take up the gauntlet. It's a weird phenomenon. I think think the blockchain world is, is this weird blend of internet culture meets trying to come to terms with digital identity and digital Uh, value.
1: Doge, that's like a meme. How could that even be something that's linked to possible, like currency? That's just, uh, it blows my mind.
0: Well, you know, the first memes were, of course, pictures of dead presidents, right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh my God. But but, but when you think about it, like the ridiculousness of putting somebody's portrait on a piece of paper and then handing that piece of paper around and saying, this is value. it's It's not crazy to think in a couple decades people will be looking back at what we used to call money and going was like you had this little paper strip that, you know, the government just printed out for you guys and you went to a bank and it's like, isn't that unsanitary? You know, you think about it with like the spread of COVID and people getting freaked out. And it's like, we are kind of at a digital impasse where do we really need these notes as much as we used to?
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting cash is for the most part kind of uh, becoming a bit of a thing of the past and um you know that I noticed I don't know if this is still the case but I remember reading some headlines about how there was a, a national change shortage uh going on like fairly shortly after the pandemic was announced um and it was Exactly for the reason that you're saying, because money is seen as everybody knows it. It's a dirty thing. Like, you know, it's, it's passed around and it's not sanitary at all. There's no way of, like, sanitizing it.
0: Well, it, it, it and, and I suppose this is kind of the ethos of blockchain and crypto and Bitcoin all wrapped into one is that what does your cash really represent? And when you think about it, like the government just printed $6 trillion on a whim because we needed relief. And they're like, well, here's some more money for you guys. The arbitrary process of just creating this, and it's not pegged to anything. We're not in the gold standard anymore. It's more of a reflection of you know, what our treasury department feels like we need to, to put out there. Cryptocurrency is, is math. And, and so it's provably scarce and auditable. I can go on and I can tell you exactly how many... Bitcoins exist in the world, and to some extent, I can tell you where they're at and and what the concentrations of ownership are. Um, And that's something we don't have in our current currency system. So, like, people have been comparing Bitcoin a lot lately to gold and saying, well, at very least, you know, this scarcity that, you know, is provable scarce, mathematically scarce, um, it could be a store of value similar to gold. But the challenge, and in, in I've heard the Winkleby twins and some other, you know, prolific investors talk about this. Gold isn't actually uh, truly scarce when you think about it. Like, uh, who's to say how much gold is actually in the earth right now that's mineable and, and obtainable? What happens if we hit a gold vein tomorrow and all of a sudden the market's flush with gold? Every the streets are paved in gold? Does the value of gold just like completely depreciate? evaporate and all of a sudden it's like gold's not that valuable anymore because you can find it wherever versus something that's again mathematically provably scale scarce it's not going to have that same problem the only thing that is truly finite in the universe is math so this is an interesting way to express digital value is to create these parameters of scarcity and then really to create a process of equitable distributions
1: it's interesting to me because uh it's kind of like explaining how this would possibly be a usable because i think a lot of times people still hear bitcoin and they think, oh, that's not, it's not tangible, it's not real, it can't be real money. You know what I mean? There's no way of it being a right. actual, right. you know, um, system of currency. Like, what is
0: real money, you know? Like,
1: right. <laughs> flip that back.
0: Right. It's not real money. And then somebody hands you a, a piece of paper with a dead president on it. Like, if I was an alien, I'd be like... What are you talking?
1: What made you want to get into cryptocurrency to begin with? Was it because you saw like a, a future in it? Like what kind of piqued your interest with it?
0: I think it just finally clicked one day. I, I had heard about it probably since the genesis in two thousand and nine, where it was first created, and there was just a handful of nerds trading this digital currency around as a thought experiment. And then about 2013, uh, I was working at a tech PR firm, and it kept coming up, and they kept saying it was dark web money, and it was going to be used by you know hackers, scammers, whatever. Um, and so I kind of poo pooed it, like I just ignored, and was like, well, I don't want to touch anything you know illicit. Right. And then about just before that 2017 boom happened to get, uh, I, I started digging in. I had more people and i'm out here in san francisco in that silicon valley circuit of of nerds so i probably heard it first
1: yeah right but, you're in, you're entrenched in it right now like i'm in it like yeah yeah you better get up
0: on your quantum mechanics speech or <laughs> you can't live it no i'm just kidding it's not it's not that bad but uh it was certainly coming up more organically in conversation out here than I, I think anywhere else in the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Being one of the the nerds decided, let me look at this thing uh, lift up the hood and see what actually is making this thing really cool and what I found was it, it went far beyond just money. It it's this idea of digital DNA and this concept of digital value which is still really, really early stage where we have this vast expanse of the internet. We have video games. We have movies. We have music, things that are digitally just minted and put out into the the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And we have no concept of ownership on those digital things. Yes. There's certainly like digital licensing and, and stuff like that. But this concept of being able to put what almost amounts to like a digital barcode on certain bashes of data was revolutionary in a lot of different ways. So, I, I think in particular, one of the things that you'll probably hear a lot about recently is the NBA got involved. And so they, they started minting moments in NBA history, like digital GIFs, basically. Do you say GIFs or GIFs?
1: <laughs> I say GIFs like a GIFs normal so person, different. you frickin' nerd. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, says gifs. nobody says gifs. No. <laughs> I know that's how you're supposed to say it, but nobody says that.
0: I, I out here, it's still like I, <laughs> this is things nerds think about. But like, so so the NBA starts minting these NFTs, non fungible tokens. They they are blockchain proof systems around these little images of like LeBron James dunking that are provably scarce, and they sold out in, like, 10 minutes. Really? Um, it, 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 absolutely. Like, people people were manic about buying these. So I tried to get in, and I couldn't. Wow. <laughs> and uh, one, basically how you end up buying them is you buy these random digital packs, kind of like you would when you were a kid. You go in to buy Pokemon cards, but it's all digital, right? Yeah. When you crack it open, you find out what moment you have, and people were reselling these online, and one of them sold. It was a Zion uh, Williamson uh, I love hollow him. block, whatever, and it was uh, hundred thousand dollars. It sold for. What? And so this all happened within a week. So within a week, you know, these things went live. People were opening these packs, twenty-five dollar packs. I think the most expensive was a thousand dollar pack, and then people were selling. Kind of like uh, if they got a Charizard or something for hundred thousand dollars, and there's no physical item here. This is just digital that's, that's licensing, yeah. art and it, ownership.
1: That's what's kind of blowing my mind right now is this idea that like you could, you know, own something that right now, if someone were to show me to show me that hundred thousand dollar image of Zion Williamson, like I would have no idea what that would cost i'd be like oh that's cool like i could just pass that by and have no clue at this point like that it was worth anything so that's kind of mind-boggling but we've seen though which is kind of interesting you know for instance like fortnite or whatever and the amount that people will spend on skins and you hear all the time older generations be like but it's not something physical like you don't own it it's like yeah but like I do own it, you know what I mean? It's I have it and it's specific to me. I obviously that's a much more like <laughs> downscale kind of thing, but it does show that people are willing to buy things, you know, digitally, especially to sh- prove that if they're the only person that has it, if they're well, the and, only person that the has that skin.
0: Is the, I mean, the blockchain component, the cryptography that lives behind it is what makes it interesting and what, you know, creates that value because a cryptographic proof isn't something that you're going to be able to just spoof and fake. Um, these are set up so that, you know, plagiarism is all but impossible here because even if I duplicated the image or anything like that, somebody could quickly go back to the blockchain, which is, you know, the, the ledger, the, the math, and see if this is real or not, if this is the original. Mm. Um you can also, you know, interestingly enough, get into these concepts of of more abstract value, where you could see, arguably, you could see the previous owners. So once I traded, let's say I sold mine for a hundred thousand dollars, and it went to Elon Musk, mm-hmm. and he had that moment. He could probably then go around and sell it for more money, just because he touched it, and his wallet address would be forever. Associated with one of the previous owners, there is this pathway that you, it's it's a, like a digital receipt that shows you where the money originates and where it's going.
1: We're talking about like very specific type of examples here, like where I think that like that is f- yeah yeah for people that are like you know obviously in it they're like okay yeah I would definitely buy that you know I, or do you call it like a moment what do you call that you know that
0: um, I, we're struggling with that like to, to identify because. Uh, I would call them moments mm-hmm. because NBA, NBA licensing even is a really tricky thing to to get over the line to say like this is basically a video clip of somebody slam dunking a basketball, right? And you know that could be a moment, but like you could also have a similar thing where it's a still image and you're putting it out there to sell. You could do music and and um. I can get into that in a bit, but like uh, I, I ended up making friends with a, a couple of um, really well-known EDM artists that mm-hmm. are minting things on the blockchain, and and one of them, uh, Blau, uh, Justin Blau, he's uh, a pretty big mainstream EDM artist, uh, pinged me and was like, yeah, some of his NFTs were selling for like seventy-seven thousand dollars, fourteen thousand dollars, wow. crazy stuff, because he, he's essentially putting the rights to that track into these blockchain contracts, and then people are buying it in that way. So they have essentially like the original track from an EDM artist direct.
1: So it's it's kind of like a collector's thing is what it sounds like right now to me.
0: Still very early stages where... Yeah. Um, a, a blockchain is just the technology underpinning this concept of digital scarcity. And so Bitcoin is was conceptualized as this was the blockchain for value and for, you know, creating something that closely mirrors cash or, or gold or something like that. Yeah. Ethereum and all these other blockchains were like, well, digital scarcity, we could use that, you know, in video games. We could use that trying to track down like supply chains. Like what, what could a ledger system, something that is essentially a digital receipt but scarce open doors to. And, and it sounds boring at first. You're like, you know, ledger, yawn. When you actually start understanding where this, this bleeds into, it's, it's quite impactful. It's more impactful, not maybe more impactful, but as impactful as the internet itself. This is one of the greatest inventions to happen during our time and absolutely will go down in the history books as something that was a pivotal moment in our advancement for for the digital world. Right. Hands down.
1: I was going to say I, I you know as I'm having this conversation with you and obviously I'm coming from like complete like lack of knowledge about this and and learning from you talking. It reminds me a lot of watching like an interview if you've ever seen like on YouTube uh, from the 90s like what is the internet? What is yeah, yeah. email? It feels like that right now talking to you because I'm like I feel like I sort of understand what's going on here, but it's, this is so early on right now. Do you see this as becoming a replacement, honestly, for for um, cash? And, and that's kind of a scary... Honestly, that kind of scares me a little bit because um, there are some people right now who really, really rely on cash. You know what I mean? That may not have... Uh, currently, like, internet is still not seen as like a, uh, you know... Uh, it's seen as a luxury still, not a utility, which is crazy. You know what I mean? This
0: and to to quash some of those fears, I think um, things aren't going to happen overnight. It's it's been ten years since you know the genesis of this idea, so yeah. we're still very early stages, and it's still also incredibly early, and the adoption curve is going to take some time. Um, that said, you know, Bitcoin just crossed the $55,000 echelon, which is a huge milestone for, for it. You know, with Ethereum and all the other cryptocurrencies closely in tow. And that's just showing that people investigating it are starting to understand. They're starting to see the vision. Mm-hmm. But from the investment standpoint towards the adoption standpoint, that's going to take some time. Like, people weren't using the Internet when it was first created. It it was the same thing. You had people like me, nerds in their their basements, their little puppet (laughs) holes,
1: tinkering
0: tinkering around with this stuff. But I, I think what you'll start to see are applications and financial tools that use the blockchain, but you don't need to know how the Internet works to enjoy the benefits of the Internet very much what blockchain is going to become it's going to become a system of value where your life is enhanced in different ways and you're like you know this is really awesome but it's just going to come down to oh you know i'm saving money here and there because blockchain has cut out these middlemen, or i'm going to be able to finally buy fortnite skins and turn around and resell them into a market because digital scarcity is a thing in my video games i don't need to know that it's blockchain I just know that now, like, you know, these mechanics exist, and I'm benefiting from them.
1: Ben, that can't be real, and here's why: Fortnite is already on the way out. So I, you know, right. right. <laughs> on to the next thing, right?
0: That's um, not realistic. Well, and, and, that, that, <laughs> well, and I, I suppose that's the issue too. Is is. Uh, these systems have to be able to be malleable and be able to rework around what's trending. Otherwise it's just collecting a lot of data mm-hmm. that stagnates and, and creates extra, you know, effort for little return. And but I what I see right now is I you know, I see Elon Musk and Tesla putting one point five billion dollars into Bitcoin. I see Mark Cuban falling close behind. He actually just announced yesterday that One of my clients, uh, apparently he bought up a good swath of their tokens. So that was really exciting Um, in decentralized lending, which is a whole different avenue. But, you know, Jay-Z, Kylie Jenner, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Ashton Kutcher, big celebrity names. These guys with access to what I would consider financial consultants and people that know what the heck is – is is happening that's valuable in this space? Started getting in a couple of years back, and it, this wasn't something that was out there in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times because nobody wants their financial information just spread out there. If that's you know not what they're known for, but it was happening, and now it's getting even more ridiculous. Acon has a coin, which is the currency of Africa, I think is how he put it, um, and he was trying to create like this captive like market within a certain geographic region i'll have to look into his project to see how it's advanced but he was doing stuff that people in the space you know this is akon we grew up with these songs right yeah nerding out with with people like me over over blockchain tech (laughs) more comically i I think like uh like lindsey lohan was was tweeting about like tron and bitcoin and some other stuff recently And and you do have some of these bandwagoners that jump on, because it's hot right now, and you can generate publicity by just saying the word Bitcoin if you're a celebrity. Then there's people that have been in this innovating for a while, and it's really exciting to see it pay off. I, this is kind of funny, but I don't know if you're a fan of William Shatner. I am. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, he just did an interview with, with my friend over at Cointelegraph um, about his understanding of Bitcoin. And it's it's interesting to think this, but like he was one of the first celebrities I saw active in the space that knew what he was talking about in his eighties. I also don't like when you know people are like, oh, you know, I'm too old to get it, or that's a you know young generation thing. This is an innovation visionary thing, and that doesn't have an age limit on it. It's really about people who are interested and want to dig in and people that are motivated by this concept of being a part of what it amounts to the new internet, and then everybody else who's going to wait until it's become socially accepted and, and broadly adopted. And so it's trying to rationalize, I don't think everybody needs to, to be an engineer. I don't think everyone needs to pioneer the internet. But it certainly needs to be addressed that way. It's, it's not like some scam thing that I think a lot of people have been led to believe it's not dark internet money, it's technology. And it's really fascinating technology.
1: You know, and I think we're in an interesting time in a lot of different ways financially because, uh, you know, I was telling you about um, with obviously everything we saw last month with what happened on Wall Street and uh, what happened with, uh, you know, Robinhood Hood and uh, with these people – Trying to take down these hedge fund babies, um, buying into GameStop and everything. It's almost like collectively, we all bought Animal Crossing. We all learned how the turnip stock market worked. And then we're like, millennials are like, wait a minute. (laughs) What if?
0: Who, whoever thought that Animal Crossing would be the educational platform <laughs> that it became for stock markets? But not just that for, for for market manipulation. I think it's teaching some of you guys bad things. But uh, you guys, you're it, a millennial. Was an interesting. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that pushed a lot of people into blockchain because they saw. Uh, what central control of finances can do. Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, they're decentralized. There's not a kill switch somewhere. When you're talking about stock markets and you're talking about certain global financial institutions, they control a good chunk of that power. And if they want to turn off your ability to buy and sell things, they can do that. And the, the debate here about whether that's fair whether there's an equitable access to information and power that lets you challenge Wall Street elites in trading going to become huge. Yes, And cryptocurrency, blockchain, is something that also is working to level that playing field. Again, you know, you've heard me talk about video games. You've heard me talk about music. You've heard me talk about collectibles. You can see where this technology is just hitting everything. And you might be like, Well, I still don't understand it. It's fine. Just know it's impacting those industries in a very, very significant way.
1: Ten years from now, what do you what do you foresee? You're just I mean, just taking a guess as to where things are going when it comes to Bitcoin, like what it'll look like. Will it be slow moving or do you think this is like you said, it's I mean, it's snowballing right now. I mean, it's kinda of hard to predict, but and that's why I said if you don't have an answer, that's okay. But I'm just curious. We're still
0: building. I think a lot of people sleep on the fact that this is still being developed, and so I think it'll happen slowly and then all at once. Uh, I forgot who famously said that, but it's very true here because not all the kinks are ironed out in this technology set, and we're still playing around with different concepts to make it better, but now that we see major players stepping in, um, major games major major artists major major commercial drivers, I think that you know in ten years this will be a very common technology. whether you'll have to know how to work blockchain or you know understand how Bitcoin works, I don't think it'll get there. I think what will happen is you'll just like I said have applications or whatever that are bringing that value to you real time and that's that's good enough.
1: Right, and I think that it would probably be still ten years from now, and maybe I'm wrong. A separate thing, like I still think I don't think cash is going anywhere ten years from now. I think it'll be less. You know what I mean? I mean, like ten years ago, I was using cash a lot more, and now I'm. I mean, I I never have cash on me anymore. Like never. Right. You know?
0: Frustrated when it's like cash only. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah. You ever get just like physically irate like you're just shaking like oh, I gotta go find an ATM I'm so mad
1: I, I genuinely feel bad when I see people that are like when I see someone that's asking for money and I, I genuinely um, never have cash on me never have cash
0: like th- that's kind of an interesting I, I, I think that there is going to be still be a need for some kind of physical representation of money
1: that's where um, I worry about all this is I'm like who gets left behind kind of deal you know what I well, mean the
0: in in Again, I could get into the technical side here, but there is a way of doing that so that a physical and digital hybrid system can interact, where like digital notes are represented as
1: just say it's a chip, Ben. Just say it's a chip in our arm. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and I mean, like, again, you know, venturing into the world of, of scary news headlines where people just don't understand the technology and it's really easy to lean into the fear narrative. It's also very easy for people to hear other industries that are scared of the encroaching digital disruption come and talk bad about Bitcoin and uh, other things. And it's like, yeah, of course, like it's a threat to their status quo. Like this is not going to, to make everybody rich like that's not how these things work this is a system that is is redefining digital wealth and if you're already wealthy maybe you don't want that
1: it wouldn't necessarily be like taking the money i already have and just putting it digitally that's not
0: you could uh you know i think the the most popular way of getting cryptocurrency early on was Mining it, and that means putting together.
1: <laughs> I pictured Minecraft. Yeah, I,
0: it, really it, it, it means putting together a computer that essentially supports the network. That's what miners are, and they're rewarded with the token for supporting the network. And so, if you didn't want to spend physical capital, you would just buy or, or build these computers essentially that would over time aggregate rewards for you till like if i have you know was able to mine one bitcoin over you know the past few years that's fifty five thousand there, dollars there are other ways yeah that you could get crypto and, and some people even now um are just working for cryptocurrency rather than physical cash there's there's a bit of insanity that goes to that like this is not a stable sy- uh system at this stage so
1: right how do you pay for groceries like, what? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, no, I'm serious. I have, I have like, what do you? Money for it? What do you
0: show them? What? Well, I, I, I guess this is the argument now people are having about. Well, it's not really cash, right? Bitcoin originally was billed as digital cash, and it's more like digital gold. It's a store value less, more, more so than it is going to work like cash at this stage. But the idea for the progress. How does something become cash? It's like, well, you you have to be store of value first, and then when, once enough people have adopted it, like if everybody in the world had Bitcoin, it would be way more stable. Right now, people are buying it and selling it against cash, but if we were all using Bitcoin, things would be priced in Bitcoin, and so the stability would exist. It's not something that's going to happen tomorrow, um, but that also shows you how much Bitcoin has to grow. Really, like if it does become a world currency, how much would it have to balloon up into? to to be able to facilitate all exchange all over the world quite a lot.
1: I think that's a good way of explaining it is that it's gold rather than cash because I think that's the biggest misconception when it comes to bitcoin. Sure. Immediately in my head that's that's what I was thinking I was like well how the hell would I just pay for a normal Whatever, you know what I mean? Thing. It's like you're not going to smack down a... <laughs> a bar of gold. <laughs> it's like Oregon Trail, baby. <laughs> Bitcoin, you could
0: actually spend more than gold because go around New York City and try to buy things in gold.
1: This has been very enlightening. I have to tell you, I was very anxious and nervous to talk to you. Not, be, not you specifically, but more so about this. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but more so about this subject, because I just, you know, I, I think there's just this learning curve that everyone is kind of collectively from the outside looking in, sure. trying to understand. If people were more interested to know about Bitcoin and about blockchain, where would they go? Where would you point them to?
0: I would advise that people that are interested in learning more about this stuff, uh, definitely go online, check out the different resources, I think. Anthony Pompliano does a great job on CNBC talking about Bitcoin, but there are other people out there that have a really good handle on this stuff. And uh, you know, if you're interested in what I'm actually doing, check out at Use Teller, Um, and that's just our decentralized lending application. Um, Please take a look; it's it's out
1: there. Google him, Ben Noble. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Google me; I'm, I'm I'm man
0: behind the curtain.